Good afternoon and welcome to the first quick and dirty City Council Roundup of 2019, chronicling the January 14th meeting of Richmond City Council. We are RVA Dirt's Melissa Vaughn and Jesse Perry. And we'll call this one, is it getting petty in here or is it just me? The 7th District's Dr. Cynthia Newball is the president of council now, and this is her first formal meeting in that role. Chilbert is our new vice pres, but he's nowhere to be found. We do our pledging and praying and move swiftly into our one recognition, the Virginia Home. According to their website, they provide residents with irreversible physical disabilities with not only a place to live, but to thrive, and they have been doing that for 125 years. Wow. Congratulations. Ha, 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 ho, 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 and a couple of troll-la-laws. That's how we laugh a day away in the video land of public comment. Deborah Driver is the first of two public comment speakers tonight. Remember, folks, if you're looking to speak on whatever your heart desires, sign up for this public comment before noon on the day of the meeting. If you're looking to speak on a particular agenda item, just show up. Anyway, Deborah lives in the Eastview neighborhood and is very concerned about gun violence and the housing projects that surround her. New Year's Eve is like a war zone. She asks, where are the protesters for black-on-black -black crime, and cites the words of the controversial preacher from Aretha Franklin's funeral. Now I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> After Deborah came, 5th District resident Michael Brown, who spoke concerning the issue of Councilman Parker Agilasto not residing in the 5th District. He came to request that Council ask Parker to resign or be removed. Former Councilman Chuck Richardson has filed suit in this matter as well. Parker's that stone face through the entire speech because, you know, why would he defend himself in his actions? You know, it, it's really sad, honestly, that this is what people are going to remember Agilasto for. He's a good councilman, but this incident has tarnished his image and he's lost the trust of some residents. It's a shame. Reva Trammell of the 8th, if you need an intro to her anymore, decided this time would be the perfect time for a Reva rant. She thinks it's unfair that Parker is getting pooped on because at least he owns two houses within city limits. And then she intimates that the council people who rent their dwellings are somehow less than. She also called out that there are rumors of Newbill and Jones not living in their districts. You know, I spent a lot of time thinking Reva was a good person at heart, but the longer she's on council, the more combative for drama's sake she becomes, the more sure she stirs. Catch me outside, how about that? This would not be the last time this meeting she throws major shade or is rude to a colleague, including President Newbill. I don't know about y'all, but I find this behavior counterproductive. It can be amusing at times, especially if you agree with her, but being petty for petty's sake is getting old. But that's just my dirty two cents. Moving on to consent, council passed a resolution supporting the ratification of the Equal Rights Amendment currently being considered by the Virginia General Assembly. It was a last minute addition to consent by Andreas Addison of the first district. By the time you are listening to this, the state Senate has passed an ERA resolution 26 to 14. Hey, the 14 who voted against, not sure why you chose to be garbage, but here you are. Oh, I love trash. As part of a new pay plan that also passed by consent, most full and part-time city employees will now make a minimum living wage of $12.07. Ka-ching. Ah. With Dr. Newbile at the helm, we are easy, breezy, and beautiful while sliding into the regular agenda. The Stony Point Shopping Community Unity Plan is up for discussion. The only speaker in favor was the developer. Dr. Newbile was momentarily possessed by the ghost of Chili C and closed public comment a little too early. The clerk stepped in to remind her that there were still opposition speakers, so we moved on to them instead. There are four speakers against, and the first lady 
definitely wants to speak to your manager right now. She wants a church instead of condos because condos cause instability in a neighborhood because they can be rented out or sold often. She said she isn't in this neighborhood to live in a townhouse development and there's privilege to home ownership. She says multifamily units are more people, more noise, less privacy, less say about what happens, which Wow, you sure are right about all that privilege. Yours is kind of hanging out. Might want to tuck that back in. What's with the anti-renter rhetoric at this meeting, by the way? These people remind me of some other people. Don't be rude. Westwood tracked anyone? <sighs> Reva had some questions about why this land wasn't for a church since it's zoned for one, and she groused that developer had just now asked her for her support on the project. Reva's getting all kinds of texts, according to her, about this development, despite the fact that it's in the 4th District, and I'm pretty sure most of Reva's people don't know or don't give a crap about it, but okie dokie. Another speaker in opposition saw an owl over there once. <laughs> that last speaker came because everyone on next door says they hate this development, which is senior condos on one side, an office park on another, and the bluffs, a townhome-ish type deal that starts at 250k, by the way. Wow, Stony Point. That sure is slumming it. Fourth District Councilwoman Kristen Larson, who was down with the development, tried to explain to Reva that the property was zoned for a church 30 years ago, but no church has interest. It's in an area in need of transitional homes, privately owned and landlocked, and since there's not really much diversity in housing stock in the fourth, it would be good for the district. An older gent comes rushing in at the end, and council reopens comments so he can pass out maps of the area, which you can see on our Twitter feed if you so desire. Reva piped up again to say she was getting some questions from concerned residents, texted to her, and at this point, everyone is like, oh. Okay, sure. Yeah. Larson says there were 12 months of meetings. Some people came, some people didn't. She can't speak for why people didn't come out in support of the project tonight. She hears everyone's concerns, even Reva's, but feels the project is appropriate to the area and much needed. There have already been compromises made and it's been a year in the works. Which, by the way, the compromises reduced the number of condos by a little over 50%. Kristen is ready to get on with this. For sure. We all are. There's a little more back and forth, but the vote gets this paper through with Kim Gray voting yes with great heartburn. And Reva being the only no. That was it for the regular agenda, which was followed by a bajillion amendments to the shared use motorized mobility device, AKA scooters ordinance, which will be in front of council at their next meeting on January 28th. If it passes, we'll be like, and if it doesn't, we'll be like, skr, skr. Skr, skr. Next, everybody finds out what standing committees they are on, and we get to move on to announcements before 7.30 p.m., which kudos, Madam President, for running a tight ship. Most everyone's announcements are trucking right along until Reva decides she couldn't hear the 6th District's Ellen Robertson, and what we will call an exchange ensued. If you are good little petty dirt followers, you may get a treat here in a moment. Anyway, Council attempted to be brief again, but in true Reva fashion, her announcements clocked in at just over 12 minutes and didn't end without controversy. She called out Mike Jones of the 9th District for fighting with her over wanting to rename the Southside Community Center in honor of DJ Lonnie B, and she wanted everyone to know she did not use the F word or threaten to kill anybody. And she wasn't mad or nothing, but former Police Chief Durham didn't call her back when she called him to say so, she held it in and mentioned it at Durham's retirement ceremony, but again, she's not bitter about it. 
President Newbill had had about enough of Reva's shenanigans and called her on it, so Reva quickly wrapped up announcements with... Okay. This right here is your smoke alarm. If you call 646-1526-646-1526, you can get the smoke alarm, and it's okay. free, and the firefighters will put the smoke alarm up for you. Phew! That was a snappy meeting on many accounts. We'll rate this one for smoke detectors that interrupt angrily at random times just when you thought everything was going well out of five. Please remember to hit us up across all social media at RVA Dirt, and as promised, here's your little treat. Ms. President, I can't hear her. Thank you, Ms. Trammell. Ms. Uh, Robertson, if you join the mics, we all are having that same challenge of keeping these mics close to our mouths, so we'll work on that. Thank you, Ms. Trammell. All right. Um, can you hear me now, Ms. Trammell? I can hear you now. Okay, good. Can you hear me? I, I didn't. I have. Not, I have not had any questions with whether or not I could hear you. I just I think want. That's you, what I just want to make sure said. that you can hear me. That's all I'm saying. I can now. Because if I, if you know, I, uh, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not, then I will try to speak up louder for your benefit. Because um, I know that you want to hear what I have to say. And I'm grateful that you want to hear what I have to say. All right. So um, as it relates to the meetings that we are having uh, in the 6th District.